Hi, and welcome to One Little Candle, a place where genuine believers are encouraged, empowered, and inspired to be the light that God calls us to be by contending for the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his people so that we may pass down undefiled the truth of God's infallible word to the next generation. And in case you're thinking that you can't make a difference in your own little corner of the world, yes you can, because all it takes is one little candle. I'm your host, Rebecca Bershwinger. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Hey, thanks for joining me today during what many call Holy Week. Yes, today is Good Friday. Easter is just a couple of days away. And as believers, we have a lot to reflect upon and be so very thankful for, don't we? You know, some call Good Friday a day of mourning, a day in which we mourn the death of Jesus Christ. And if you look at the definition to mourn, it says, um, when we mourn, we feel or express sorrow or grief due to a loss such as death. Keep that word loss in mind for now. But for many, Easter week, it involves a lot of time of heartfelt prayer, a time of reflection, right, upon, upon our life and, and what Jesus did for us in his death on the cross and, and then his resurrection. And for others, it involves simply the tradition of going to church. It doesn't go any further than that for them. For others, it's all about bunny rabbits and candy and Easter eggs and Easter baskets and dressing up in nice attire, um, things like that. But I'd like to talk about the very first Good Friday, which obviously was not known as Good Friday. It wasn't called Good Friday. But when Jesus' disciples mourned his death, right, they truly mourned it because they felt they had just suffered such a great and terrible loss. So they were truly mourning Jesus' death. So for them, there was no such thing as Good Friday. There was nothing good about it at all for them. And so they most likely felt heavy sorrow, hopelessness, um, fear, and, well, confusion because they didn't yet fully understand everything that Jesus, he had been trying, everything that Jesus had been trying to convey to them about his death and his resurrection, his whole purpose for coming down here and living as one of us, his whole purpose for being here on earth. They didn't understand it. They hadn't comprehended it. So for them, their beloved Savior had been falsely accused, arrested, beaten, tortured, and hung to die a humiliating death on a cross. And so they greatly, greatly struggled to just make sense of it all. But here we are, thousands of years later, we, unlike the disciples, have the benefit of knowing the splendorous outcome. And that outcome, of course, is Jesus's resurrection from the dead. We know that on the third day, comes Easter, the day that we celebrate the joyful and the glorious resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, knowing that through his death and resurrection, we can have forgiveness of our sins and eternal life. That's what it was all about. Something that the disciples had no idea of at that time. 
So, yes, with Good Friday here, it, it does call us to solemnly remember and thank God for what he, out of his great love, did for us, what he went through for us. Good Friday today should be a stark reminder of just how desperate our situation is due to our sinfulness. Look at what Jesus went through, how horrible and gruesome. Doesn't that reflect on just how horrendous our sin is? And the worst part of all was the moment that he bore that full weight of our sin on that cross and he felt the separation for the first time ever from the Father. Which is why he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That was worse than anything that they could have done to Jesus. God's wrath was taken upon Jesus Christ. Now I know there's for whatever reason, there shouldn't be, there's controversy in that statement. People can't bear to think that the wrath of God could somehow have been poured out on his son, but it was. The Bible is very clear about that. I'd like to give you a few verses that mention this wrath. Second Corinthians 5.21, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, and that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The consequence of sin, it's God's wrath. Jesus was made sin. God's wrath was poured out upon that sin that Jesus bore. Isaiah 53 verses 4 through 6 says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. And he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his stripes we are healed. Isaiah 53:10 says, "Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief when his soul makes an offering for guilt." Jesus knew he was going to drink the cup of God's wrath in our place. That's why he cried out to him in the garden of Gethsemane, right? So filled with um anxiety and agony that it says his sweat was as great drops of blood. So yes, Jesus bore the wrath of God for you and I, my friend. But our sinfulness, we were so far gone that nothing we could ever do would make things right with God from whom we had been estranged. Our sin was so serious that God himself, in the form of Jesus, he had to come down to this earth he created and die an agonizing death so that you and I might live. If that's not love, my friend, I don't know what is, right? So we have so much to be thankful for. So for me and Good Friday, I won't be mourning Jesus' death. His death is not a loss to be mourned because it's an indescribable gain for anyone who knows Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. It's a huge, huge, indescribable gain. Now, what I will be mourning, though, is my sin, my sin that caused my God to have to bear the agony of the cross for me so that I might live. So let's spend this Good Friday mourning our sin, celebrating Jesus' sacrifice for us and giving him thanks and praise for his undying love and his sacrifice. And while we're at it, 
let's pray for those who have not yet accepted Jesus' free gift of eternal life. Let's pray for them. You know, like Jesus' disciples who had no idea what God was up to on that first Good Friday this year, many of us may find, our, may find ourselves feeling the same way because our world's been turned upside down. All the headlines, just the headlines and the lawlessness, the upside down thinking of today's society, it's really incited a lot of sorrow, fear, and confusion. And the disciples felt sorrow, fear, and confusion. But no matter the state of the world, Easter is coming, right? Easter, the day when Christians celebrate Christ's victory over death, because I spent a lot of years in my Christian life not really um, realizing the fact that Jesus's death, that's not what our Christianity is based on. It's based on his resurrection, because if he went to death on the cross and remained dead, where is the victory over death, right? Where? Without the resurrection, there is no hope. There is no Christianity. But he did rise from the dead. He did. He conquered death. And because Jesus conquered death, you and I have that same hope. Yes, things may be tough in the world right now, but the meaning of Easter is still the same and God is still the same. His power over death is just as alive now as it was the day that he rose from the grave, right? So let's remember, my friend, please remember to celebrate and hold on to that hope no matter where you're at in life today. If your circumstances aren't great, hold on to that hope and celebrate it. As 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty five asks, Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death. Where is your sting? Happy Easter.